Class-dominant theory argues that the media reflects and projects the view of the minority elite, which controls and owns the media. The advocates of this theory are concerned that when ownership of the media is restricted, only a few people are responsible for what people can see or hear. For instance, owners can easily restrict stories that expose unethical corporate behavior or hold corporations accountable for their actions. Commercial sponsorship is another issue that adds to this problem. Money from advertising funds most media houses. Networks aim to program to the largest audience possible, because the larger the appeal, the greater the potential purchasing audience. In turn, this makes it easier to sell airtime to advertisers. As a result, organizations that are new mostly shy away from negative stories about corporations that finance large advertising campaigns in their newspaper or on their stations. Some TV networks receive millions of dollars in advertising from large brands and companies like Nike and other textile manufacturers. They are subsequently reluctant to run stories on their news shows about possible human rights violations by these companies in foreign countries. Media watchers pinpoint the same problem at the local level, where city newspapers will not give new cars reviews that are poor or even cover stories on selling a home without an agent. This is because the bulk of their funding comes from auto and real estate advertising, and thereby influences their programming. In the 1990s, for example, a media company canceled a short-run drama with clear religious sentiments, because even though it was highly popular and loved in rural America, the show did not rate well among young city dwellers that were being targeted in ads by advertisers. Those who criticize this theory counter these arguments by saying that local control of news media greatly lies beyond the reach of large corporate offices elsewhere, and that the quality of news is dependent on good journalism. They argue that those less powerful and not in control of media have often received full media coverage and subsequent support. While most people feel that the media is controlled by corporate elite, a section argues that those who control the media are politically liberal elite. They point to the fact that because journalists are more educated than the general population, they hold more liberal political views and consider themselves left of center. Moreover, they are more likely to register as Democrats. They further point to examples from the media itself and the statistical reality that the media more often labels conservative commentators or politicians conservative than liberals as liberal. Media language can be revealing, too. They use such terms as arch or ultra-conservative, but rarely or never the terms arch or ultra-liberal. Those who argue that a political elite controls media also point out that the movements that have gained media attention, e.g. the environment, anti-nuclear, and anti-war, generally support liberal political issues. Predominantly conservative political issues have yet to gain prominent media attention or have been opposed by the media. Advocates of this view point to the Strategic Arms Initiative of the 1980s in the Reagan administration. The media quickly characterized the defense program as Star Wars, making it look like an expensive fantasy. Thereafter, the public failed to support it, and the program did not get funding or congressional support. Limited Effects Theory The Limited Effects Theory argues that because people generally choose what to watch or read based on what they already believe, media exerts a negligible influence. This theory originated and was tested in the 1940s and 1950s. Studies that examined the ability of media to influence voting found that well-informed people relied more on personal experience, prior knowledge, and their own reasoning. However, 
media experts more likely swayed those who were less informed. Critics point to two problems with this perspective. First, they claim that limited effects theory ignores the media's role in framing and limiting the discussion and debate of issues. How media frames the debate and what questions members of the media ask change the outcome of the discussion and the possible conclusions people may draw. Second, this theory came into existence when the availability and dominance of media was far less widespread. Culturalist theory. This theory was developed in the 1980s and 1990s and combines the other two theories and is of the view that people interact with media to create their own meanings out of the images and messages they receive. It sees the audience as playing an active rather than passive role in issues related to mass media. One part of research deals with the audience and how they interact with media, while the other focuses on those who produce the media, particularly the news, 